always nice when some of our friends get a little bit of extra exposure. And one of our friends is going to be doing that today, Natalie Grant. Oh, yeah. Natalie is, she's I got mean, a... She's been singing national anthems at ballparks around the well, country. Yeah, she, she always, she gets, it, it's always nice for her when uh, folks up in her neck of the woods, mm-hmm. uh, up in the Seattle area, ask her to come home and sing. But mm-hmm. she's done it for the Titans, she's done it for others. She did it for the Titans the other day, and then she did it for the NFL kickoff with yeah, the yeah. Kansas City Chiefs. Right, uh, Kansas City right. Chiefs. It was yeah. She's got great. a new album coming out, and uh, she's got the duet with Corey Asbury that uh, covers a song from uh, a Broadway musical. Yeah, that the song was written by a believer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's got a very you know it's got a great spiritual lesson involved mm-hmm. in it. But it's it first came out in this uh, musical, Dear Evan Hansen. Well, she's going to be on Fox and Friends this morning mm-hmm. singing. That song. Oh, cool. Is Corey Asbury going to be with her, you I think? didn't see where Corey is going to be with her, huh. but it would make sense if he were. Yeah. Um, all I see is that she is actually uh, currently at number 15 mainstream radio yeah. with this song. Wow. Oh, wow. That's good. And so she'll be there to perform the song this morning at some point on Fox and Friends, which you're welcome to record. <laughs> yeah, but you can't watch, watch while later. we're on. I will say, I think her record is coming out today. The re- whole record yeah. thing has changed so much. We used to have, you know, album release, and now it's more singles. But I really love what she's doing with this record. It's called Seasons, and she's taking songs that are essentially on her playlist, right. songs that she grew up with, songs that she's loved that has been that have been meaningful for her, and then she's done a duet, and yeah. I'm talking the Dolly Parton, C.C. Winans, mm-hmm. Mary Mary. I mean, yeah. it's it's going to be a fun it's record. A who's who? Yeah, it really is. It is. So go Nat, go Nat. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's so set your recorders. Yes. Right. Don't you want to scoop Fox and Friends though, and go ahead and play the song now? Uh, well, we've technically we've been, been scooping for them for months. I know, but <laughs> but if you it. really want it, we sure, play it now. Sure. All right. Here, here All right. we go. Have you ever felt like nobody was there? Have you ever felt forgotten in the middle of nowhere? I always end the show with Bill's big word of the day, and I, I, I literally put those together during during the show. If it's something that's said, I can get there from something that we said, or if it's just if we don't have anything that we said, I you know, just keep it like a stack of, of words around. And I'm, I'm considering, and it, these neither one of these words will work, um, smash burger and bussin'. Oh, uh, yes. The new words in the dictionary. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Last week, uh, Merriam-Webster, there was articles out about Merriam-Webster adding about 600-plus words to the dictionary. And several of them are culinary-related terms. Like smash burger. Well, who knew that Steak and Shake has been preparing smash burgers for years? Freddy's, yeah. um, but smash burger chain itself, which I, I used to have a smash burger down the road from my house, and I loved it, but it went away. Apparently, I didn't visit enough. 
But that's one of the new words, the hamburger patty that's pressed thin onto a heated pan or griddle at the start of cooking. And when it's done just right, you get a crispy brown crust and juicy, perfectly cooked beef inside. Yeah, you do. Doesn't that sound good? Oh, I love a smash burger. Bussin' is one that I've heard my son, who's 20, use. I can't really use it. Like that's bussin'? Yep. Yeah. It's one I've not incorporated into my vocabulary Mm -hmm. because, face it, it would not be incredible. We we can't say words like that. Yeah. Uh, It's used to describe something that's extremely good or excellent, and that's the way Peyton has used it. But it's actually more accurately used to describe something that's delicious or tasty. So technically... It's a culinary word, bussin'. Mm. Those McDonald's fries be bussin'. <laughs> I, I'd have stayed with the smash burger just, reference yeah. myself. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we'll move on to another one. This one's a little more my speed. Yeah. Um, that was a bit chefy. Yeah, yeah I, I, it's not usually used like that. It's usually used as a descriptor for the food uh, that's prepared. It's very artistic. It's it's a little chefy. Mm. See, I've not heard this one. Yeah. This is new to me. Yeah. Dave, you watch food it's, channels. Yeah. So when you take a simple food and you make it, you know, you complicate it a little bit. Yeah. And you use spices that normal people don't typically use. It's now you're it's chefy. Yeah. Which is technically uh, defined as characteristic characteristic or befitting of a professional chef or showy. It's a bit showy. Yes. A bit complex. A bit exotic. Maybe. Yes. Maybe a little too much. All right. Not all of us put gold, edible gold flake on our SpaghettiOs. But, you know, exactly. when you do, they become chefy. All right. So if I gave you one, Dave, since you're on a roll here, um, have you heard of the word stagiaire? S-T-A-G-I-A-I-R-E? No, that's a new one for me. Okay. It's a noun. This is a usually unpaid intern working in a professional kitchen as part of their training to become a chef. So I guess it's a little lower than like a sous chef. Oh, you know, it would be like, much lower, yeah. Yeah, so so those are a couple of words. There's a few more, but I won't get into them, uh, that Merriam-Webster has added to the dictionary, and a lot of them from the world of foods and food preparation. Jules stepping in from the newsroom this morning. He said, with Jules stepping in from the newsroom this morning, are you having a little trouble hearing, Jules? No, I got gotcha. you. I heard you were having a little issue with hearing. What is this about? Um, I have. I've been telling you guys that I really am concerned that my hearing is going because I I can't hear my family. I mean, they'll talk to me, and I'm always like, what did you say? Like, speak up and all this. So this has been a bit of a battle. They accuse me of losing my hearing. I accuse everybody of mumbling to the point that I was like, Bill, I, I, I need to go to the doctor. Like, Ooh, I need to get this tested. Okay. All right. Well, so, I've had that mm-hmm. happen, too, in, in, my, in, in my life. And a lot of it, I think, is job hazard when you spend a lot of time with, with headphones, headphones and music up way too loud. Right? That yeah, could have something yeah. to do and with it, was, Jules. That was exactly what I was thinking. I was like, maybe my headphones and I've been playing the music. Maybe, maybe this is it. So I go to the doctor. And he puts me on this like machine and he um, puts these headphones on and he says, okay, Jules, when you hear the tone, just raise your hand. And I was like, okay, great. I got it. Well, a few seconds, it felt like minutes went by and I haven't heard anything. And I could see on his face that he was getting more and more concerned to the point he stops everything. and He goes, are you telling me you can't hear any of this? And I was like, I'm not, I'm not hearing anything. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to have to go home and apologize to my family. This is going to be the worst. Um, 
Forget that she's forget that she's losing her hearing. (laughs) The bigger issue is that she's got to go home and apologize to her family. Y'all know that's humbling. It's humbling, guys. It's the worst. (laughs) So, so he says, "Hold on a second. He stops everything. He readjusts. Guys, the machine was broken. (laughs) That was the problem. It wasn't me at all. And so he readjusted some wires." And fortunately, I was able to hear all the tones, but for like a hot minute, yes, Carmen, I thought I had to go back to my family and apologize. (laughs) And I also thought my hearing was going bad. So hearing Mm. is still good, guys. My family needs to enunciate. So your hearing was good, though? Like it was fine? Mm -hmm. It's my family that's wrong. (laughs) See, my wife has this same issue, but we're all boys. Your family's all girls. We think it's a frequency issue with Emily that, you know, we all have the lower voice. Mm Mm-hmm. And she accuses my sons, especially Daniel, of mumbling all the time. Mm. And I think she just, it's a low rumble Mm. is the problem. And if we're being honest, I mean, if you're an audiologist and you're listening right now, Uh you're not yelling at the radio because you don't want to yell, but you're speaking to the radio and saying, guys, there's some serious, like, like... We hearing do, yeah. hearing hygiene these days is a is really a big issue. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. In the era of AirPods and things yes, like that, we all yeah. should at least think about it and try right. not to lose our hearing. Mm-hmm. Hearing hygiene, would that be cleaning your ears out? That could be. That's well, what I thought. <laughs> hearing hygiene. I've always. been told I need to do that, too, from Kimberly, usually. <laughs> um, I would like to say my ears are clean, okay? Here's the other thing we need to look at. I think we talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. You were... You've got one that's starting to drive, and uh, I I could not do this, okay? Emily had to be the one to drive around with my kids (laughs) so that they would actually live long enough to get their license. (laughs) But as I recall, you're actually doing this? You're the one? I'm trying, David. It's so hard. Why did you not tell me this? It is so hard to just because he didn't do let it. Your ba- <laughs> yeah. yeah, let your baby get behind a wheel. I mean, I'm. It is terrifying. Um, but I have been banished to the back of the car. Susie only will let her dad and my mom, her nana, ride with her and teach her how to drive. I have to go in the back of the car, and what I have learned to do is just tune out. I get on social media. I read the news. I do whatever to block it out mm-hmm. because she says me gasping, <laughs> grabbing the handbar, right. and audibly praying while we drive down the road was very stressful. There, she was like, I cannot. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. This is not really fair because Susie knows this version of my mom. She does not know the version that I had when I was <laughs> learning how to drive because she's like, Nana is so chill. Nana does this. She does. And I'm like, Mm-mm. no, honey, that was not the Nana I had. Yeah. I have a different. Yeah. Nana did the same exact thing, totally stressed me out. I was frazzled every time I got out of the car. And that's just, you know, the that's rite so of passage. Funny. My problem is I kept wanting to push on that invisible brake yes. on my side yes. of the car. Yeah. Like through the floorboard, <laughs> yes. You know, and you just you're going slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. Truly, and I'm like, when I say break, I want you to break immediately. Like, yeah. don't hesitate and wonder why I'm saying this. You just trust me. Just yeah. trust. My mother was one of those invisible breakers from the passenger seat too, and I didn't realize that in some driver's ed cars, at least they used to do oh, this. They, yeah, they in had my a high break. school, they actually yeah. had a break on that on side that of side. the car. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Because yeah. I always just that's thought smart. it was invisible. I'm just I'm cracking up about the audible gasp. We're gonna put a pin in this and we'll come back to it later. But if there's one thing that my girls literally rag me about, I mean they are savage when it comes 
is my gasping. You've you've heard about this, Jules. Like they literally send me videos when it's acceptable to gasp. Oh. What an acceptable gasp is. Um, Talk Carmen, about I'm on your side. I'm yeah. on your side because I have ridden with both of your daughters and I, I gasp as well. Well, I will say this for, with Carmen though, it's not just with driving. No, it's, it's, it's everyday moments of life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there there are so many times when we go, oh my gosh. What's wrong? And we could be in the middle of a conversation, but she just saw a headline. <laughs> I didn't even realize I was a gasper, but man, oh, they she's have a gasper. so pointed it out to me. So I'm happy to know I have a fellow gasper, right. and I have to say, praying out loud. Gasper audibly. the friendly host over here. <laughs> praying out loud in the back seat audibly is pretty doggone funny. <laughs> you keep praying, girl. You might need it. All right, Jules, one more quick. We love bringing Jules in. She's got funny stories, which she's a walking comedy routine. Um, But you tried to squeeze in one more pool day the other day? One last one. You know, I... I, I can feel that the warm days are leaving, and Stop I'm like, oh, talking this... right now. <laughs> I know. Stop. Sorry. Jules, there is a audience. temperature difference between Athens, Georgia, where you live, and, and the Tampa Bay are. area where yeah. we are right now. So you're in yeah, the, I'm sorry. almost that was the northernmost part of our listing area. Yes. Right. Just Super insensitive mind. of yeah. me, guys. Yeah. I, I apologize. Um, <laughs> but it, that's the truth. You know, there's a part of us um, in this region that's like, oh, summer's slipping away. One last swim. So I loaded the kids up, um, sunblocked them before so that we could go straight into the pool, not let it like percolate, whatever you have to do to let it marinate on you. And, um, and I invited my friend and her daughter. We show up to the neighborhood pool only to find out that it was not open. And at this point, all the kids are excited and I had promised them this like pool day. They smell like coconut. I mean, we already smell like coconut, you know, and hard it is to put sunblock on kids. So I was like, okay, well, let's think about this. There is a river right outside my neighborhood. Let's get in the river. We'll do it like our ancestors did. It will be fun. And so uh, we show up to the river part where I think they can swim. And they're like, this looks really snaky, which, mm-hmm. you know, that's Southern code for like kind of, yeah. you know, there could be snakes. There yeah. could right. be things yeah. like, know. you know, I grew snaky. up. I grew up swimming in rivers. I know what they're talking about. Yeah, so it's snaky. So I was like, they were terrified to get in the water. And I said, like, guys, listen. I was like, snakes are more scared of us than we are of them. Mm-mm. They swim on top of the water. Mm-mm. We would see them coming. It is fine. Mm-mm. So they were like, Mm-mm. they're like, okay, fine, fine. We'll get in. We'll get in. So then my friend Carrie, she and I go, and we were just putting our feet in and just talking and watching the kids play. And uh, we we're sitting on this rock. Every information I know about snakes, I found, are completely wrong. Mm-hmm. I had my feet in the water. Guys, there was a snake that swam up under the water, mm-hmm. not on top of the surface. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Touch my foot. Oh! Oh! I yell and start screaming and then um and then I start just naming people's names in my head. I was so terrified. I <laughs> tried to get the kids out of the water. I mean, I was calling for the dogs, the cats, like any name that could pop up in my head to tell the children to get out of the water, knowing then that they're like, What what happened? I was like, just just get out. Cause if I told them what I saw, yeah. they they would panic just as much as I was panicking. Yeah. And so I was then trying to grab the children, carry them over the water to get to the safety. But I 
I, I didn't know that like my entire life my facts were wrong about They're snakes. Totally wrong. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. even if they were right, you still don't get in. No. I'm telling you. Well, <laughs> I we, I swam in a lot of rivers when I was a kid, and but I can tell you I have seen snakes chasing fish under the water. Mm. Yeah, turns out crazy. You're right. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. All right. Well, I'm glad you're safe. I'm glad you didn't end Thank up you. in the ER, you know, getting anti-venom or yeah. whatever you call it. I mean, so. I felt my soul lose, uh, leave my body. Yeah. That's how scared <laughs> I was. We were just talking to Jules and the uh, snake in the river conversation. It just reminded me, I think I've told this story before, but, you know, just this past weekend, I was taking that swamp tour with a bunch of people, and I told you it reminded me of fishing trips with my dad. Oh, yeah. Uh, you the, had different kind of fishing trips in the swamps. Oh, them. yeah. We went back into the spillways and the sloughs in a little 14-foot aluminum boat with aluminum bench seats and a an outboard motor and a trolling motor. Yeah. Uh, before we got the trolling motor, my mom and my sister's one and only fishing trip with us ended with a snake encounter. <laughs> and it was the end of the day. I learned so much about my dad this particular yeah. day. He was at the front of the boat. I was at the back of the boat. My sister and my mom were in the middle of the boat. It's mm-hmm. so funny because you've told this story before. I, re- I, I remember that there's a story like this, but I forget the details, so I'm very eager to hear. All right, so here's the, the setting. It's been all day because we were all-day fisher people. Like I said, we got up at 4 in the morning. We were on the water at dawn. We were fishing until almost dark mm-hmm. when we went fishing, pack a lunch, it's an all-day affair. Mm-hmm. And we floated in the sloughs just along the bank. My dad would drop an anchor, but just enough to keep us from floating too fast with the current mm-hmm. so that you could fish the bank and you could fish in those cypress knees. And this day had been hot. We had caught zip. Ugh. And it was one of those, I can't believe we've been out here all day and not caught anything days for the fisher people. Which probably meant your mom and your sister were Done. They were hot and sunburned and miserable. And my mom's got the paper towel and she's wiping the sweat off her neck. You know, she's just miserable and she's ready to go. And she's telling my dad mm-hmm. that she's just ready to go. And he's like, one more cast, just one more cast, <laughs> which was typical. Mm-hmm. Well, we were the boat's rubbing up against a tree stump, just an old dead tree stump. And my mom's just irritated. It's going, you know, it's making that sound, that aluminum on old dead wood makes we're just mm-hmm. kind of and she's trying to push against the thing to get us off of this old dead tree stump that's sticking up mm-hmm. and the reason we're in all these tree stumps is because my dad's still hunting for a fish yeah and that's where they hang out right and i look up and sitting on top of that tree stump mm. is a water moccasin that's mm. been sunning itself <laughs> and i said mom there's a snake on that stump and she looks up, and it's eye to eye with her, and it's starting to rear up. It's getting irritated. Ooh. And she went from one side of the boat to the other. <laughs> I've never seen her move so fast in my life. Mm. It is a miracle she did not tump the boat over. Yeah, seriously. And she started screaming to my dad to get mm. us out of there, mm. and he looked back, and she was safe, and we were safe, and uh-huh. the snake was still on the stump. Uh-huh. And he said, one more cast. Oh, my word. <laughs> Threw it out, reeled it in, oh. nothing on the bait, and took the, the one paddle that yeah. we had and just paddled back mm-hmm. to where that stump was till he was even with the snake. And he cracked the snake across the back with that paddle, and it slid off into the water. Yeah. And he took us back to the to the mm. ramp, and 
we, wow. we all went home, but <laughs> that was the last time she went my mom fishing. and my sister yeah. went fishing with us. Mm-hmm. Let's go one more round of conversation talking about critters. Okay. Jay, uh, not Jay. Jules was talking about, you know, being out at the river with right. Snake. You're telling the this, this story of your parents going fishing. Y'all, it's so crazy. I think I have PTSD. Remember when the lizard was in my house the other yes. day in my bathroom? Mm-hmm. I'm still, whenever Pete goes out the back door, or the front door, or even me walking in through the garage, I'm like, close the door, lizard's going to get in. And he's like, babe, <laughs> how long have we been? One time yeah. in 30-something years, we yeah. have a lizard, and now you're convinced a lizard's going to come in every single time the door is open, which <laughs> I am. So it is, you know, it's we're now into October. Mm-hmm. And I have a fall wreath that I love. We keep it up in the attic. I have a fall wreath, and I also have Mr. Bones, which is like our skeleton that mm-hmm. I just love our skeleton. Pete sits out when we do, you know, when we have trick-or-treaters come through on Halloween. He sits mm-hmm. out there with him. We kind of pose him. But mm-hmm. I even like have him posed around the house. Just It's just a fun thing between <laughs> me and Pete. I love. It's a life-size Like you'd see in skeleton. a doctor's office. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. It's, yes. So yesterday... I got home and Pete had pulled down the wreath box mm-hmm. and the box that Mr. Bones is in. Mm-hmm. So I walk in. My first initial thought was, oh, he's so sweet, sweet Pete. He pulled down my wreath and, and my skeleton. Mm-hmm. 30 seconds later, I'm like, oh, well, okay, let me back up, back up, back up, back up. Oh, I know where she's going with the Cu- wreath. A couple years ago, a <laughs> couple years ago, I pulled the wreath off the front door, laid it on the table because mm-hmm. I was getting the other one out. And do you remember there was a frog in yes. the wreath and all of a sudden, Whoa! Absolutely. yeah. Mm-hmm. So back to yesterday. So I, I, the wreath is there, the box, the skeleton's there. And I'm all excited. <laughs> if there had been a hidden camera, I would, would have looked like a crazy woman. <laughs> so my first thought is I'm going to open this wreath box and there's either going to be a rat. Oh, no. A, a coiled up snake uh-huh. or a lizard. There's going to be some kind of critter in this box. Right. Uh-huh. Just waiting and for I, you. Yes. The, the unsuspecting yes. homeowner. So I'm picking up this box, carrying it back out to the garage. I won't open it. <laughs> right. Because in my mind, something's coiled up in there. Mm-hmm. So I open it up very slowly, looking, <laughs> making sure everything coast is clear. It was. Walk around to the front door, take off my other wreath, mm-hmm. my summer wreath. And again, I'm looking all in the wreath, making sure there's no frogs in there. Right. So I switched that out. Good. Clear. So then this is a long box with the skeleton in it. And mm-hmm. I'm opening it closely and mm-hmm. I'm pulling out the, I've got the skull part. I'm pulling it out ever so gently, just knowing there's going to be something in there. And then what's so crazy, <laughs> this is a part where I would have looked like I'd lost my mind. The eyes were painted. They're sunk in it, but the eye the eye holes are painted black. Mm-hmm. And I'm even like tapping the eyes to make sure it's not holes and that it's solid. Poor I've got Mr. this Bones. thing. I know. Poor I've guy. got this thing turned upside down to see if there's any way it could have crawled up in the head, you know, without, mm-hmm. you know. But I left the boxes in the garage. Yeah. Thoroughly inspected Mr. Bones mm-hmm. before I brought him back inside. But that lizard and that frog. They freaked you out. Too, mm-hmm. They have, 
It, if you had found a frog in that wreath box, I'd have lost my mind. It would have looked more like Mr. Bones yeah. than the frog you found when yeah. you took it off oh, your absolutely. front step. Probably. It would not have survived. Ooh. Yeah, it would yeah. not have jumped out at you. That's for sure. <laughs> we have to stop talking about frogs and snakes and other such things. I think Thank we're, you. we're scaring <laughs> the listeners. We got well, a text You're the, the one listener. that brought it up again. I know, right? but it's because you... This, well, All I, right. just, I know. I'd tell that one thing. First it was Jules, then it was me, but then it was you. So you're <laughs> as, as complicit I'm, as I am. I'm so sorry. And I'm now sorry. it's this person who just texted and said, I have yeah. a lizard in my car. <laughs> <laughs> if it comes out while I'm driving, I will jump out of my car. I would be right while, there. While it's them. moving, they said. Yes. <sighs> I mean, I get it when there's a critter that's someplace they are not supposed to be. It can be very unsettling. Remember mm-hmm. years ago, we had this weird thing happen where I live where these giant spiders were, well, one showed up in my house. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was I remember that. Bigger than any spider I'd ever seen. It was a big, not, not even exaggerating, Ooh. as the palm of my hand. Yeah. And I did some research on this. I actually worked with somebody at the University of Florida in the entomology I remember. There. Right, because that's what we all do. When we see a strange uh-huh. bug in the house, we call the uh-huh. university entomology department. Even though a spider is technically not an insect. So I found out this was a huntsman spider, and they're native to Australia, but they also come up in South Florida. They come up to certain places, and they travel in pairs. And it just mm. so happened that we had mm. a lot that came into the area that year. I saw one next to me on the wall of a Starbucks when I was getting a drink. They just were kind of all over that year. And sure enough, after I removed the one from my house, another one showed up in, the, in nearly the same spot. They travel in pairs. Yeah. But when when I went to, to research this and I found it, that people just live with these things in Australia. Ooh. And some of the videos were somebody opening the, the visor of their car. And it's right there. There's a huntsman spider oh, that falls Lord. into their lap. Ooh. It's like... That would cause some serious tie-ups yes. on I-75. Yeah, yes. I think. Oh my goodness. Yes. So drive right. safely today. Yes. Here's our here's our vow. We're I'm vowing on behalf of the morning cruise. We're done talking about critters as of right now for this morning. No more. All okay. done. Okay. What you're saying good. is I don't like spiders and snakes, and that ain't what it takes to love me. <laughs> Thank you for the throwback. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I got I to gotta toss about half of my stack of stories now. <laughs> I would just like to apologize <clears throat> to all the listeners who are texting us right now saying you have me checking my visor. Um, and especially to this listener who said, and I'm quoting, I'm drinking my morning smoothie and now I feel like, and I can't use the name of this particular non-insect because... Carmen said we wouldn't. You could say arachnid. I could say arachnid. I feel like arachnids are crawling up through the straw. Oh, that's why we're stopping talking about this. Right, right. Stop. Somebody change the subject, please. We are going to change the subject. You probably don't realize this. I'm going to give you the the information, and then, Bill, I, I would say I know exactly how you would celebrate this. But nowadays, there are so many uh, new options that you might not think about. Today is National Noodle Day. Oh. Yeah. So I would say that you would have a bowl of spaghetti. That sounds great to me. I'm in. But nowadays. Meatballs, meat sauce. Let's go. But you got, see, spaghetti is the. 
the Italian option we all would have run to a few years ago. But now, in the past few years, there have been the popularity of Asian noodle dishes. True. So you get true. noodle bowls, and you get pho, and you get I, all I, these kind of things. I, I love those as well. Uh, there's nothing better, man. Like a pho with the uh, with with the ribs, the beef ribs. Oh, never done that one. So good. So spare ribs. Mm. So now I'm thinking, how do I celebrate National Noodle Day? I like a good lo mein, for example. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll do that today. Maybe I'll get some lo mein noodles. Uh, but then again, uh, there's a there's this thing. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Uh, we went out to eat lunch a couple of weekends ago with some friends from church, and we went to this place. That's just, it's one of those, it's, you know, the American cuisine that also throws in some international Flair. takes. Right. You know, so you got something that's kind of Mexican influenced, and then you got this other thing that's, it's nearly pho. I forget what they call it, mm-hmm. but it's it's noodles, and then I throw a little blackened chicken in there mm-hmm. just for some Louisiana fusion, mm-hmm. and then it's got a broth to it that's got some Spice, a mm. little Asian spiciness to it, and I really enjoy it. Yes, yeah. I've had it a couple of times now. You could do so many things with noodles, and they are international. I'll say this: I survived mm. on noodles in college. That was mm-hmm. there's your other ramen, right. which mm-hmm. not only the 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 you know typical ramen you would have survived on, right? Uh, or my kids survived on, but now you got legit ramen all right. over the place, right? No, the original stuff was fifteen cents a package, <laughs> so you could that's, get. That's why college oh, uh, kids lived on it. Yeah, make a few meals on that. <laughs> and here's what's crazy is I can remember ramen noodles because we used to get them when we were kids. It sure. was eleven cents. Oh. I remember seeing the little tat or the little sticker. Wow. At Food World or Piggly Wiggly, wherever we would go, and it was eleven cents a packet for. Ramen I can't noodles. tell you how many ramen noodle packs my kids cracked open in the evening for a snack, or right. you know, yeah. if they were. It became a staple at our house. And then, of course, you could celebrate Noodle Day with a good mac and cheese. Mm. I mean, technically, right? Sure. That's that's noodles. So, Carmen, if you were going to be celebrating National Noodle Day today, Mm -hmm. it would have to be Carb Day. I I know. Yeah, and I can do that. Yeah. What what would your go-to noodle be? I really like, I like, I know I'm going to sound lame, but I like, like the thin spaghetti or the, mm-hmm. I'm just like I, a vermicelli I like the, kind of thing. Yeah, vermicelli, yeah, totally. I that would be me, thin spaghetti or vermicelli. So it would be you a know, pasta. I would definitely do pasta with some kind of really great, you know, red sauce or something. That was the mm, okay. that was the thing, and it's pretty bad when in college, even your college buddies are making fun of you. Uh huh. But they literally, they I had, I would take a box of spaghetti, Mueller's. Mm-hmm vermicelli or thin noodles yeah 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 and that could give me at least two meals mm. and i would take butter and salt mm. and that would be my dinner so that's pretty basic right they there. called it bill's poverty pasta and they, they <laughs> were not far pasta. off the guys used to make fun of it <laughs> i'm just trying to think what that's there funny. are nutritionists in our audience right now rolling that are, their eyes oh my not, they're not just rolling their eyes yeah they're like pulling hair out i can't think <laughs> what is the nutritional value of just yeah. Plain noodles hey, with salt and butter. If it's all you can afford, it's all you can afford. Uh, true. But, it's calories, yeah. but that's about yeah. it. I know. That's if it. I had yeah. to eat eat that again, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I I actually could. It's I never got sick of it. If you though, if you You're, added something like just grab some fresh vegetables from the produce market. True. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to be anything expensive. You could right. just get like some zucchini, Saute some zucchini, some things yeah. like that. 
throw it in, yeah. and now you've got pasta primavera. You yeah. don't just have poverty yeah. pasta. Right. You know. But listen, this is the guy. Spaghetti is his thing. It this is, is that the is guy true. that eats spaghetti on a plate, a plate yeah. in his car while, while he's right, driving. Let's, let's move on. We don't want to set a bad yeah, example here. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Celebrate National Noodle Day today, even if you have to do it with SpaghettiOs. Get yourself some noodles. We had several texts, Dave, since you brought up National Noodle Day. Yeah. And I do I do love this one here. Uh, Bill's Poverty Pasta, quote, yeah. was a staple in our Italian house growing up in the 50s and 60s. It was called dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Raising six kids wasn't easy. Mommy used shells or fettuccine with butter and salt. Dad would scramble eggs, and it filled out bellies. I still eat it every now and then, just for nostalgia's mm-hmm. sake. My girls love spaghetti. This other text says with butter and salt, <clears throat> but I also feed them other stuff. <laughs> she just wants us to know. Yeah. That uh, uh, she does. She also mentioned uh, rice with butter and salt. My Emily will do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is. And before I I get too harsh with it, I mean, I grew up with grits, butter, and salt, which is not that different. Yeah. You're still just looking at a load of carbs with butter and salt. Right. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Well, all of that. All of it's just comfort food, too. You know? It's just, there's nothing like pasta. It's just, I mean. And when we were rattling off all the dishes in the Asian noodle cuisine and the Italian Uh cuisine, pseudo-Italian cuisine, some, but we got uh, somebody who mentioned beef stroganoff. Mm. which is neither Asian nor Italian as far as I know. No, but it is good. Oh, a good beef stroganoff. What would that be? Would that be like, a, would it have like, would it be German? From uh, like I believe German that it's heritage? got Germanic yeah. roots, I believe. Yeah. yeah. All I know is it, it, it oh, it's nice and creamy and <laughs> mush, About once a week mushroom we'll, soupy, as I recall. Yeah. We'll do this in our house. We were talking about soups earlier this week, mm-hmm. but I have a feeling that tonight... Because of the power of suggestion, yeah, there are going to be a lot of instead. noodle dishes on tonight, <laughs> I feel like. Sorry, not sorry. It's not usually big news when someone gets baptized. doesn't usually make the local papers of the headlines, but this particular baptism went viral and made headlines in various publications, both Christian and I non-Christian. Know. You, I think Did I know you who you're going to talk. Are you talking about Kat Von D? Kat Von D, yeah. Yes, wow. yeah. Yeah, she was um, well-known for her work on L.A. Inc. for mm-hmm. years. Uh, and she was baptized this last weekend at a small yeah. church in yeah. Indiana, local Indiana church service. Baptize, I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And her um, her life has changed drastically and radically, she publicly renounced witchcraft. Yep. Fairly recently, she posted photos of occult items that she was getting rid of in her home. And this is what she said I don't know if any of you have been going through changes in your lives right now, but the last few years I've come to some pretty meaningful realizations. She wrote mm-hmm. that last year. And then she said, uh, Today I went through my entire library. I get rid of books that don't align with who I am and who I want to be. And she mm-hmm. said, I've always found beauty in the macabre, but this, at this point, I just had to ask myself, what is my relationship with this content? And the truth is, I just don't want to invite any of these things into our family's lives, mm-hmm. even if it comes disguised in beautiful mm-hmm. colors, covers. Mm-hmm. And here's what, she's, here's what she's saying. She says, in no way, and I think this was attached, I saw the baptism, yeah, I think this too. was attached to it 
but I didn't read it there or remember reading it there. In no way is this post designed to put anyone down because I think we're all on our own journey and I love everyone regardless of where they might be at. But right now it's never been more clear to me that there is a spiritual battle taking place and I want to surround myself and my family with love Mm. and light. I have followed the stories of a couple of young ladies who have come from this kind of a background yeah, and watched as their whole countenance changes mm-hmm. when they meet Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and the light comes into their eyes. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they get really mad about how, how deceived they feel they were right. in yeah. their past and how, why didn't I know this before? How much yeah. of my life has been taken in directions I now would never want it to go? Yeah, And, you know, we think about conversion. And that word's been used for many years. And it's sometimes, that word's sometimes offensive to me, even though it has a long and respected history, because it kind of indicates, oh, well, I'm going to have a change of mind. While Christianity does involve a change of mind, it really involves an entire renovation of the person from the inside out, right? Conversion, to me, it feels like when you use the word conversion, that they've now been brainwashed. Yeah, right. Or some, I, right. Yeah, you joined something. a cult. You, you, exactly, you, you, yes. You became yeah. radical, whatever. That's right, yeah. Christianity is and always has been about the discovery that the God of the Scriptures is real mm-hmm. and that He loves you, that He gave His Son Jesus for you so that mm-hmm. you could have a relationship with Him. And the key word there for many Christians, and it's not wrong, is relationship. When you meet Jesus Christ, he changes everything. And I do want to share one um, scripture from, from, because this really puts her, what her words were into the light of scripture. As Paul writes, he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. That's what happened to Kat Von D, and that's why she talks about love and light, mm-hmm. because that's the experience you can know if you trust in Christ and allow Him to be your Lord and Savior. Bill, I'm so glad that you brought up about Kat Von D being baptized. I saw that a couple of days ago, too, and oh my goodness, just to even see all the people that were commenting on it, it just, it, it really warmed my heart. And it also takes me back to, I didn't, you know, obviously I did not follow Kat Von D when she was on the LA Inc. show. I, you know, that's not something I would have watched. I know Kat Von D from her makeup line. Yes. And I can even remember being in Sephora. This was years ago. And she's one of the first that came out with just a a really good uh, lipstick (laughs) that stayed on. It was like that all day wear lipstick. And I remember there was, a, I forgot what the color was, but it was a great color, great Kat Von D. It was a type of red that I bought. And we were leaving Sephora. I was with the girls and they were actually, and this was long time. It was probably Haley and Haley was, oh, she might've been in middle school, high school, but it was Haley that was telling me the backstory on, you know, Kat Von D, which, you know, I had no idea. You walk into Sephora, you see a color that you right. like, you try it on it looks like it's going to be long lasting wear and you just, you, you go with it. Uh, So that's, that's the, that's all I ever knew about her. Mm -hmm. 
but the other day when I saw the uh, baptism, and it was, it was so heartening when, and you said it a few minutes ago, I baptized you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy, you know, the Holy Spirit it was just amazing. Um, and then I was looking at her Instagram account, and, you know, she's been in that ink world for a long, long time. As a matter of fact, she set a record for about six months where she, she tattooed, I want to say it was like 400 people in 24 hours. Yeah. Wow. And then six months later, her, as her ex-husband now, he came back and, and beat her record. But what I was looking at on her page is she's had occult-type images, obviously, tattooed on her body. Because, you know, when you're in mm -hmm. that world and you, 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 you don't know the Lord yet, you don't know. And she's... She, She's removing some, but there's some she's just having to cover up mm. and she's covering them up with black ink. And I mean, like one of her legs is almost all saw. I just sent y'all a picture. Yeah. It's just almost all solid black. Yeah. And but she just does not want them on there anymore. Right. 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 I mean, it's a radical step, but that's but yeah. that reflects a radical interchange. In, interchange. Yes. That happens yep. when you meet Christ as your Lord yeah. and Savior. And he, you know, there's no command there that says, thou shalt mm -hmm. cover thy tattoos. Yes, But what right. she said is, I don't want these things. That on my body. And the reminders right. of these things in my family. Yeah. And I yes. follow, I followed another, I was mentioning another, um, Angela Ange Marie. Angela, yeah. Yeah, Lucci, who had much the same story same. Mm -hmm. and background. It's, it's remarkable to see what God is doing. And then, of course, we could talk about the large baptisms like Asbury, yeah. and apparently right. this has happened in more than one place in Auburn, Auburn yeah. for goodness Tex sakes. And I think it's Texas A&M now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's it's so good to see. And the last thing I'll say, and you hit on it a couple minutes ago, and it's so true, even I think it was Angela, you do see a difference in their eyes. You, you sure see do. a difference. And she's even posted it before back when she was, well, she, these are her words, when I was dead in my, you know, I was dead. I was dead in my sins, but I was just dead. And this is when she was deep into the crystals and all of that just ugh, dark stuff. And then she'll do a side-by-side, -side, and now she's married. She's expecting her first child. And it's just there's just this light in her eyes that is visible. You yes. can literally mm -hmm. see. Um, so, so good to see. And then here's the thing about Kat Von D. When someone like that, uh, accepts Jesus and has a new life in Christ, she will reach people that honestly, the three of us yeah, would right. never reach that. She's, she has a credibility and a story uh, that God will absolutely use. So I'm super proud of her. I want to do one more thing before we get away from the Kat Von D discussion. Sure. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's important for people to realize that I, Pray for people that you are concerned about. It, it, Kat Von D is not the kind of person, and I I didn't watch L.A. Inc., but I was aware of Kat Von D, and I knew that she was uh, a very gothic presence mm -hmm. into some occultic things. Yeah. But sometimes there are people in places that you don't realize mm -hmm. that are doing kingdom work. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there are people that you would tend to write off. And mm -hmm. Kat Von D would probably have been one of those. I want you to hear just a comment, and then I'll tell you who it is. Well, I mean, you know, it's everything. I mean, you, you know, we're, we're not here without him, you know. Uh, most people I know 
young people think Jesus Christ is a swear word. Yeah. You know, even at, even at Solid Rock, you know, where we have the teenagers down there, right. they have no idea that who Jesus Christ is. Yeah. He's not preached enough. Yeah. You know, most written about character of all time yes. in history. Right. And yet people go out of their way to not believe in him. Why do you think that is? I think it's because they don't want to give up their godship. Yeah. Mm. You know, uh, they yeah. want to be. I can... So that's Alice Cooper talking about Jesus, who he is to Alice and what he thinks. People don't realize Alice Cooper is. Uh, very involved in his church. Mm -hmm. He's been a believer for probably about 10, 15 years now mm -hmm. and has used his music, which people are drawn to who are into that gothic kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. He did not become a Christian and sign with a Christian record label. No, he did no. not. He maintained <laughs> Alice Cooper, yeah. but his songwriting began mm -hmm. to change right. and began mm -hmm. to reflect what he believes. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. interesting. And he's having influence in pockets again. Like, that, like you said about Kat Vindel, where right. we never will. Yeah. Right. Sure. But just don't write people off. Continue to pray for people that you think are beyond hope because no one is beyond the reach of Jesus. We featured some new music this past week. We did Phil Wickham's I Believe, which mm -hmm. I think is going to, I believe is going to be coming to a radio real soon <laughs> yeah. near you. And then we featured Ann Wilson. Was that yesterday when you brought us the new, yeah, some was. new Ann Wilson? Well, today our sweet friend Nat, and I'm talking about Natalie Grant, but we call her Nat because we just love her so much and have known her for a long time. She has a brand new project coming out. It's called Seasons. I should, probably should have pulled it up here in front of me before I started talking, but this album is basically her playlist. These are the songs that she has had on her playlist. These are the songs that have spoken to her heart. These are the songs that, you know, some of them are older that she grew up with, the ones that have just, in a lot of ways, shaped her. Mm -hmm. And here's the cool thing about it. She just, when she went into this project, she said, I'm just going to ask. She just had the posture of, I'm just going to ask. The worst they can say is no. And then I'll be right back where I started. And what, what I mean by that is she's taken songs, and we're going to play one here for you in just a couple of minutes, but she's gone to a lot of the um, the original artists, songs like, for example, Shackles that we're going to play that was done by Mary Mary. And all this is B.C. It's before Carmen. It's before oh, yeah. I was in. Uh, this so you particular, guys can, I, I was still in yeah. Houston, I think, when this song originally yeah. came out. And then she yeah. even went back and did, like, Andre Crouch's My Tribute with C.C. Winans. Which goes yes. back to the 70s. Yeah. So you guys can speak more credibly to all of this than I could. But here's what's so cool about Shackles. I mean, I know it was Mary Mary. We all know it was Mary Mary. Mm -hmm. And she went back and asked them and said, hey, yeah. will you come sing on this with me? Yeah. And they said yes. <laughs> and I just... Natalie and I have very similar personalities. We're very, um, I don't know, animated, very, and it just the giddiness in her voice. I can just, I, can, I just, I just, I know her and I know how excited she gets. And so yeah. I think about little girl Natalie or younger Natalie singing to her hairbrush. And then all of a sudden she's standing there with the CC Winans and the Mary Marys. And mm. I just, oh, I'm just thrilled for her. Yeah. So. So Dave, you set up you set up the song. Well, it doesn't need a whole lot of setup. I can just tell the first time I heard it, we were in the mountains with the kids on vacation. So 
the mountains the Mary of Mary Tennessee, version? the Mary Mary the Mary, version, okay. the OG. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Natalie, like you said, brought Mary Mary in, and yeah. I think they've recaptured pretty much the uh, the energy and the vibe of the original, but found a way to natalize it as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> natalize we, it. We I played the it. original like crazy here when it first yeah. came out as well. So it'll be great to hear this version with Natalie Grant and Mary Mary. <laughs> That's that's it right there. Oh, goodness. I'm over here still with my headphones on, jamming. I'm like, wait, what happened? Yeah. I mean, I nearly spilled my tea. We cut them off quick. Uh, That is Natalie Grant and Mary Mary. Wow. With their remade version of Shackles. So good. Man. Listen, get out this weekend, go for a walk, exercise, and that happens. Has to be added. That has to be added to the playlist. Man, so good. Mm, Good stuff. Uh, It may sound a little quick, but a lot of people are already starting to make plans for holiday travel. It is Mm -hmm. right around the corner, whether we want to believe it or not. Hey, remember when we said Toys R Us was going away, and then they found a way to come back and get back into the brick-and-mortar stores? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're planning any holiday travel and you're going to be going through say, the Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. Yeah. You might see a Toys R Us. Hmm. Not right. only are they getting some brick-and-mortar stuff back, apparently they are going to be in airports now. Uh, well, that's different. I mean, we did see one. I think it's Macy's. Is that where they are right now? They're, mm-hmm. it, there's a there's the Joffrey. They hooked up with Macy's, yeah. Yeah, so we were in there with Addie uh, weeks ago. but So they didn't seem out of place there. It was kind of kind of cool. Yeah. But an airport, is, is, that's a little different. Yeah, I don't I get know it. why. Oh, I get it. Think, think about it. Moms and dads, grandparents, they travel all of the time. You're uh, headed home, yeah. back to the kids. You're headed to the grandkids. Right. Pick Especially dads. Something. Yeah, been away all week, need to walk in the door with something. Absolutely. For sure. I can see that. Very yep. Maybe grab a quick something to distract the child yep. that's going on the plane. That that too. Yep. Um, well, the first one is going to be in Dallas-Fort Worth. It's scheduled to open in November, but this is apparently the next place. So from they're dead and going away to they're coming back with Macy's to now they're going to be in airports. Good Toys R Us seems to be back. Bill's big word of the day. Bunky is the big word of the day today. Why? Because I think that word needs some respect. It's a great word. It's an Americanism from 1905, the beginnings of jazz in America. It's an earthly blues-based quality or character. Funky jazz, blues, or pop music has a very strong repeated bass part, but you can also describe something or someone as funky. You mean that they're stylish and modern in an unconventional way. If something smells funky in your fridge, though, you probably should throw it out. But let's use it in the positive sense. You can describe a restaurant as funky, those new jeans or that new dance. Or in a sentence like this, listeners are loving that funky new song from Natalie Grant and Mary Mary. That's the big word of the day today, funky. This is the morning cruise. 